We are here because we are dedicated to helping the entire CrossFit community. Determined to elevate coaches, box owners, athletes, and everything in between, we believe that this mission will begin right here, right now. While this time and this goal begins with you, our hope is that you take this fire ignited within you and weave it into your own life with the same unrelenting passion to give those you have the privilege of coming in contact with the best hour of their day. All right, this is a big deal. It's our first ever guest coming all the way from Ireland. Welcome, Sam Bradford, owner of CrossFit Moira, to the podcast. Hi. I feel like I'm a lucky fan. That's one of a lucky dip to get on. (laughs) I I just want to preface this episode with some of you are not going to understand what Sam says. I still struggle to understand. It's not only the Irish accent. He's also typically drunk when we work together on our affiliate youth calls. (laughs) You know, but it's YouTube hub. Does the, YouTube have, uh, does the YouTube have subtitles? Uh, the YouTube, yeah, we'll get Katie to put some subtitles in there. <laughs> but but at the same time, you know, you, you, we typically wind up talking super late at night because of the time difference. So, you know, we're, we're talking about, it's, you know, it's not 10 o'clock at night your time. So hopefully you're a little more, we can understand you a little bit better today. I'm on the water tonight. Yeah, just water for now. It's still early. You got to come back. No beer so, in a web. You, you, you joined in on Affiliate University. You were, you like you said, you you listened to every episode of the podcast, which is really humbling, and we are super appreciative that it's something you enjoy, and not only you enjoy, but pass it on to your coaching staff. But you actually popped in with us in Affiliate University during the pandemic, during the, during the closure, what, what made you make that decision for so many people? It was like, man, we're closed. I don't want to spend money. Uh, you know, I'm worried about what's going to happen, but you were like, no, I'm going to dig in. Yeah. Well, I think it was just a really good time that I could work on the business side. Um, I'm sure like a lot of affiliate owners, they don't start, um, they don't open a, a box to, um, necessarily run a business but to coach. Um, and I mean, we've got a pretty, pretty cool community. Um, at our place, great bunch of guys um, and, and girls. And it was sort of, we were starting to grow. We're getting big um, and well, bigger. And it was like, oh, how can I make this better? We're starting to get a lot more new members. Um, and I was struggling to give every new member the, the, the same um and drove the same experience um coming through so it was like right well how do i improve the the back end stuff how do i improve make everything more streamlined that i'm nearly making less work for myself if i put the work in now because i knew it was going to blow up um when the uk came out of the first lockdown um it just went nuts it it was great but i was busy um, so I was ex- anticipating something similar the second time round. So I wanted to jump in when I knew we would have a, you know, six, seven weeks. It turned out to be 12, 13 weeks of lockdown. But um, yeah, it was just a good time. It was a time that I could spend 
when I wasn't coaching, working on the, on the business on the inside. I remember hopping on that call with you and I remember talking to you about it and saying, you know, as, as terrible as the scenario and situation was with closures, both, you know, in the States and abroad, a lot of box owners were making the mistake of not taking it as an opportunity to develop the systems and protocols. And, you know, I know Fern was going through so many things at, at CrossFit Rife, the, the waivers, the organization, even painting, like, yes, we're closed. Well, what can I be doing now that I've been putting off for months, if not years, that I never get this opportunity to do? And like you said, once you reopened and you just reopened last month, you knew it was going to explode. What was that like? How big of an explosion was it? So um, we have taken, uh, we opened on, reopened on April 30th. It's the 8th or 9th, 9th as we speak. Um, and we have taken on 40 new members. So yeah, it's been pretty busy. We're, we're, we're pretty much at capacity now. Um, 40, four zero? Four, four zero. Yeah. You have 40 new members in the last month, which yeah. that alone, you know, sometimes growth and too much growth too quickly can be a problem as well. So yeah, has that been stressful for you? And, and let's give a shout out to your staff. You got Phil, right? Who's always wasted on our calls. You got, Super Jamie. Fun. You got Jamie who outkicked his coverage with his marriage, right? He's married to a wife. He should not be a... Uh, married to and then you got jason correct yeah and what's jason's fiance's name uh leah they're not fiance but there's it's gonna happen soon it's gonna happen it's gonna happen soon and when uh, it does you're just put, out there you've, you've just put the pressure on him <laughs> hey yeah leah, hold out as long yeah. as you can jason take it from me yeah. but 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 40 new members do you find that that's taxing the coaching staff? Or are they handling it okay? Uh, yeah, they're excited by it. Um, all those guys, they're all part-time. They all have uh, their own careers. Um, and they they all came through as members um, over the last, maybe since we opened. Most of them um, have been there since we opened. And they know the guys. They, they know our community. They know our members. They know everything we're about. And they just loved it so that they... They took their, their L1s um, and, you know, they, they part-time. And so they're excited to be back coaching again after four months. Um, and they're loving the challenge of just the range of, you know, from like the super beginner to, you know, some of the maybe more experienced new members coming in. Um, so it's testing us all, uh, you know, how to sort of coach these guys and give them the best experience, you know, in their early sessions over their first month. You, you've had a really great buy-in from your coaching staff. And a lot of the box owners that we work with do have that, but I feel like you, especially your, your, your coaches are on every single call with me. You know, it's often eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night. Um, they've you know wrapped up a very busy day of coaching and they're engaged. I mean, they're in, they're doing the videos that we require, you know, they're giving each other feedback. What do you think has been the cause of that success for you? You know, um, it's, it's it's not easy to get that buy-in from part-time coaches, but man, 
you, you've got it. I think partially because it's not, um, they're not financially driven by it. You know, as I said, they've all got their own careers and they do it because they, they love the coaching. They love, um, they love the, the gym. You know, that's what's for them. A lot of the place was, you know, where they really started taking their own fitness, health and fitness seriously as well. So it means a lot to them. And I think to be a part of that, um, and pass on their knowledge that they've got over the last, you know, number of years. Um, so I think it's quite easy to keep them them guys motivated because the they love it. Um, and they love the community and they love um working with the guys that they're and they're so keen to learn. You know, we've got it's quite nice. We've got quite a um they're very honest in terms of you know wanting feedback and wanting to improve and we can all speak very openly to each other like although I'm the owner, you know, I'm, I'm always asking them if you see me do something that I shouldn't be doing when I'm coaching, tell me, you know, it's the only way, you know, getting feedback is the only way we're going to improve. Um, so constantly getting that and not, and, and taking it in the right manner is, um, I think, yeah, they're just so responsive to the feedback and wanting to, the wanting to learn as well. Um, I think it makes it quite easy why they enjoy it so much. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're so receptive to feedback. I mean, and I know we goof around because it's a fun group, but I think something you've touched upon that box owners need to hear is you're not above the feedback, not just for yeah. me. You look at your movements and, and your coaching throughout our calls as well, but asking for that feedback from your coaching staff too elevates them. They not only realize, hey, I've got to be a better coach because Sam's going to give me feedback, but now when I watch Sam or I take class, I need to have my coach's eyes on all the time to say what I like and what I don't like. Did you, have you ever gotten feedback from one of them that you were like, like glad they gave you the feedback, but at the same time mad they gave you the feedback? Yeah, um, <laughs> I'd be quite strict. They're trying to keep people keep their heels on the floor, and they'll call me out if my heels leave the floor before I hit hip extension. And um, they'll they'll call me out in front of the class, and I yeah. But it's fun. It's um, it makes me not do it, you know. So it comes down to demonstration. Um, again, you know. So it's good. I get called out once or twice. I stop doing it. So yeah. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you. Yeah. On your toes. Literally. Let Let me go back in time a moment. So you're in Ireland. How did you find out about Best Hour of Their Day? How um. You, how'd you hear about us? I'm not sure actually. Um. I was flicking through some podcasts and um, I think I put CrossFit into the Spotify and you guys came up and um, yeah, it was just, it kind of rung a bell a little bit because it was one focus towards coaches and, um, and, and owners. And obviously then it was like, oh, this is quite a niche um, podcast. You know, it was kind of little, bored of listening to some of the other guys just ramble on about stuff um, but I was starting to pick up nuggets golden nuggets every episode um, if you had to like break it down what percentage of those nuggets would you say come from me and what percentage comes from Fern well I was kind of like who's that annoying guy I'll turn him down a little bit like there's Fern on now I turn it back up no money joking uh, <laughs> In the interest of diplomacy, I'll say 50 50. Um, oh, yeah. That's, but, you know what? Fern needs it. 
he knows he knows I'm yeah. most people's favorite. So well, you're, you're the encore, you know. <laughs> I am the. I don't, know if, I don't know if you've mentioned that. No, that's probably you know something most listeners were unaware of. So I appreciate you throwing that out. Yeah. <laughs> so so you, you you get some nuggets. Were there anything that we had said prior to you becoming a part of a Philly University that that you implemented or changed or worked through? Um. There was things like the referral, um, the referral program and the committed club that you just touched on in some episodes that I thought was a great idea and sort of started dabbling with a little bit. Um, and I actually brought the committed club in two weeks before uh, we went into lockdown for four months. So we had to kind of relaunch that again. But yeah, if there was just, you know, little tip bits here and there. Um, that was like, you know, it could be a coaching cue. Or, um, well, I think probably one of the biggest ones was just, you know, doing things well, first time round and investing, you know, down to the sort of scarcity mindset. Um, you know, kind of if you invest in it, it'll, you know, pay you back 10 times, you know, sort of thing. So that was a big, um, a big thing for me then when it comes to actually taking the leap to sign up. Awesome. So, you know, in the United States, I definitely think there's a balance of abundance. Like we want this abundance mentality, like, a you know, a, a rising tide lifts all ships, but then also considering the box down the road, there is some competition involved. And, you know, we want people to look at us and join here. Is it a similar experience in Ireland? I think sometimes every box feels like no other box is dealing with the same drama or the same you know, problems, but, you know, internationally, do you have the same experiences? Um, well, yes, yes and no. Sometimes it's hard not to take great glances at, you know, at the competition, see what they're doing. Um, but I'm quite lucky. The guys that are our closest guys, I'd be really quite friendly with those guys. Um, you know, I've covered them on holidays, you know, covered some of their classes and stuff, and they've looked after my place and stuff so we have a really good relationship with those guys um but yeah i mean i think there can be that element of you know kind of trying to look and see what those guys are doing and um and whatnot but i've always tended to think i'll look after my own shop um and if my members don't want to stay with me then that's on me um and nothing you know if i'm providing them with a great experience they're not going to want to leave no matter what the guys down the road are doing, you know. So um I think if you know it's been quite a good mindset to have because it's keep kind of keeps me driven to um to keep providing that that level of um service for them. Um I think that was one of the things that really drew me to uh to you guys was it's not uh all about marketing, 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 how can we get new members to the door? It's first and foremost looking after the members you've got. And that's kind of something I've always like I've never been one for pushing like you know social media adverts or anything it's kind of like how can I provide the members I've got with a better experience um and as you and then you know as you talk about it turns them into raven fans and word of mouth is your best your best you know advert so um yeah so it really aligned with with what you guys kind of preach is what really drew me to you guys compared to 
other similar, you know, mentorship programs. Yeah, and for the record, you know, we think some of those other programs are great. And any box, if you own a box, you need you need a coach, you know, and whether it's us or whether it's someone else. But I really love hearing that. And I think the fact that when you reopened your doors, you had 40 new members coming in is an indication that you are doing those things well, right? It, it's your members telling their friends, hey, we're reopened. Hey, you know, you got to check this place out. And so many boxes, especially in the States, but it's similar everywhere. It's like, I'd have to do Facebook advertising and I need to do marketing. I'm like, cool. You know, and Fern and I have spoken about this at length where all you're doing is replacing the people that are leaving. How about we just, so many boxes out there, they don't need new members. They need to retain the ones they have. They need to get the rates up to an appropriate level. They need to have some premium services. So the average revenue per member is slightly higher. And then they need to just keep those people. And it looks like 80 to 100. I mean, in the States, if you have 100 people and you're doing a good job, you're, you're crushing it. So yeah. what, what are some of the things that you think you were doing well prior to Affiliate you as far as creating that? And what are some things that we helped with to boost it, to make it even better? So um, I think things like constantly reinvesting in new equipment. So like the guys in the gym, um, you know, they, they notice that, you know, it's not just they pay me, all the money goes to me, nothing comes back into the gym. So they were always saying, you know, I was never afraid to reinvest in new machine or new machines, new equipment, etc. Um and you know, just doing lots of social events and stuff. Um that always went down pretty well. Uh but I think things like um running, as I say, I touched on the committed club just before we went into the lockdown, but really launching that properly. Um, referral programs, ambassador programs. Um, but the biggest one probably was bringing it in was the, the onboarding. Um, I was making a huge mistake with the onboarding, you know, as you know, trying to... What, what mistake were you making? Well, I was just trying to teach, teach everyone every movement, you know, and it was something that resonated was... I think it was Fern had said, you know, you've still got that member who's been there for five years. What's the thruster? You know, and that happens all the time, you know. Um, and I kind of like, well, that's true. We have members like that. Um, how am I expecting those guys? So the last, after we came out of lockdown one, we had quite a lot of new members join. Um, and probably around the 80% retention of those new members but of these 40 new members that we've got over the last five weeks, we have still got all 40 of them, you know. It's crazy. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's awesome. um, yeah, I'm just saying like, they've already bought in. You know, I love, I love uh, when you see the new members three weeks in, walking in on their new Metcons or their new Nanos, you know, it's like, we've got them. <laughs> they're, one, they're part of the cult now, yeah. Um, that's so really boxes. awesome. And, and, and yeah, I think oftentimes boxes think like no one else has a member like this or no one else has a member like that. And I don't know in Ireland if you're familiar with the, the original reality show called The Real World. No. You have it there? No, you never heard of it? So I'll give you know the listeners here understand, but 
the original reality show, you know, it kicked off with like, what happens when seven strangers get picked to live in a house? And, you know, you'd watch the first season and then the second, and then you realize, wait, those seven strangers are always the same. There's always like the angry dude, you know, there's always the dramatic person, you know, they're, they're, they always fit the same kind of criteria, obviously, because it makes for good or at least entertaining television. But it's the same thing at the boxes, right? We got the person that's been there for five years. It's like, what's a thruster? We got the rep shaver. We got the person that comes in decked out, like you said, weight belt, knee sleeves, metcons, you know, yeah. headband, et cetera. We got the guy that goes to every competition, the person that wants to always go RX plus. So it's important to remember, like whether it's in, you know, Arkansas or Ireland, we, we see the same members. It's how we deal with them, how we yeah. approach them. Something you mentioned, though, I don't want to forget. You mentioned social events. All I imagine are like keg stands and funneling and all sorts of stuff. Guinness. What's a social event like in Ireland? Um, it's game. probably not that the similar. There's leprechauns. There's uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no. Uh, well, we do a thing every year. It's everyone's favorite event every year. From when they moved uh, the open to the back end of the year, we replaced that with tribors. So um, we had a eight weeks competition every Friday night. Uh, really good fun. And on the eighth week, we finished with the tribors party, and it was beer pong, um, different sort of games, drinking games. Um, but yeah, we always got a great buy-in, you know, maybe 60, 70, 80 members turning out into uh, to the gym for that. And uh, yeah, that's just one. And we do certain, like, we do throwdowns and house throwdowns twice a year with usually a bit of a party after that. Um, but no, I mean, it's probably no wilder than um, <laughs> anywhere else, despite the stereotypes getting thrown out here. <laughs> well but what's the go-to beer? What's the go-to beer for the box? Um, I would love to say Guinness, but um, Guinness is nice from a tap, not necessarily from a tin or a bottle. So um, you, yeah, it could be some form of lager, uh, Heineken, um, pretty popular, or craft beers is the, the thing now, Brewdog. Um, Rob Lawson's been pushing that one. Because what I noticed about you, Sam, I know we're joking around, but you are oftentimes, you and the staff, sipping a beer. It's 10 o'clock at night in Ireland a lot. And you have this specific glass for this specific type of beer. You, you're you a beer connoisseur. Um, they're probably just... <laughs> I've got several, uh, like, uh, lager glasses that it's just pretty common in Ireland when you go to the bar to steal one of the pint glasses. Gotcha. So everyone's everyone's kitchen cupboard is filled with different branded beer glasses. Um, so yeah, um, it could be it could be one of many. Normally it's normally Guinness would probably be. I don't want the listeners thinking we need to have an intervention here. I'm just I joke around because <laughs> yeah. they're in Ireland, but but yeah. So tell me about this. You know we we. We've had quite a few calls with your coaching staff, like we've talked about. Be honest, be brutally honest with me. Give me the feedback. 
we get off our first call, I meet Jamie, I meet Phil and, and, and the crew. What were their thoughts about me? What were their thoughts about the call? Well, the first of all, they asked me, is that a giant mug he holds in his hands? Or is it a normal size mug? They're <laughs> <laughs> small. Um, that was Huge legit shake. first question. Huge um, it is. It is a one. This is my favorite mug. A it was a wedding gift. We got a Mister and Mrs. Macro, but B it's big. It's like normal coffee mugs. Like who drinks six or eight ounces of coffee? Yeah. I need a vente. I need twenty ounces. <laughs> Well, there you go, guys. There's the answer for you. Um, that's a big mug. Um, it's a big mug, and I'm a small person, so it looks a little. <laughs> um, I think the first thing they noticed was just your eye for detail. They were like, "Oh my goodness, he knows everything." You know, they were kind of blown away by with that. Um, I think they were surprised that, like, no matter what problem they brought up or issue that they maybe had or, or they have with coaching. That you were able to come back with a pretty solid answer, um, you know, with no preparation. It was kind of like for them, they realized, you know, he's got a lot of experience, you know, and um, yeah, so I think it was that. And then when we had the coaching videos, um, just the level of detail, you know, the, the saying and uh, correcting portions we were, we were looking through. I'm really happy to hear that. And, you know, if I don't have an answer, I just make one up, which is probably what it was. But I think, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, it is there, it, it's experience where, and Fern has it as well, you know, despite me being a level four and he only being a level three, he still has quite a lot of experience. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and I'm sure, you know, I always remind people of this like, there's something in your life that you have that experience and expertise in. Maybe it's cooking, you know, maybe it's dog training. It can be any number of things. Our hours just happen to be in coaching. And, you know, yes, we, we try to be specific. We try to give tangible advice. We try to give, you know, things that you can implement immediately. But at the end of the day, you know what it comes down to? Just keep this shit fun and give everybody yeah. the best hour of their day. And I think oftentimes, you know, I can't think of a specific question or comment from, you know, Phil or Jamie or anybody. But I think, you know, we often want, newer coaches especially want to overthink and want to complicate yeah. things like, but you don't get it. Like this person, that, no, 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 I get it. Who cares? You know, or I get it. Like, let them do that. You know, if somebody really wants to go RX today and you know, they're going to blow the stimulus, it's their, it's their hour, right? If they're staying safe, they're not impacting the rest of the class. And again, that's not the goal every day, but we don't call this company best hour of their day because we expect it to be the second or third best hour of their day. Yeah. We want it to be the best hour of their day. And I think as, as you know, your, your coaches just, they exemplify what that means because so many coaches, you know, especially the part-timers, they do this because, you know, it's either a free membership or they feel cool because they're a coach and their buddies aren't. You know, it's it's hard to develop that motivation within a coaching staff to, to want to be better, you know, to be on a phone call. Like I, I'm, I would question the listeners, if you're a coach or you're a box owner, would your coaching staff hop on at 10 o'clock at night with me, you know, week after week? Would you as a coach do that? I don't know, right? I, I, I'd say, no, I want to go to bed, 
right? It's 10 o'clock. I got a baby that's going to get up in the middle of the night. But your coaches yeah. just continue to do that. What yeah, for you would you say prior to the coaching development aspect, which is something we offer in affiliate university, what would you say for you was a weakness of yours that has improved over time? And in, in, in terms of the coaching development? Yes. Um, not talking so much, I think. Um, implement going back to getting the old school whiteboard and getting back to whiteboard breaks. Um, we, we went TV for a little while, which just didn't have the same effect. Um, but having the whiteboard breaks and then probably my biggest weakness is over talking um, when I'm demoing and, and, and that's something that um, I've really been conscious of since you know getting back in. I was conscious for a little while after I'd done my level two um, and then slipped back into those old habits. But um, yeah, it's something now that I feel like I do pretty well now of, you know, you know, giving uh, verbal demonstration, like a verbal and then a visual demonstration without speaking. And that's probably my biggest, biggest thing. What's, what's one way you give yourself an evaluation or feedback on that? Um, well, I know when I'm talking and demoing at the same, same time, because it clicks to me now, I shouldn't be talking. Shut up, Sam. But uh, yeah, I, I suppose my only level or only real feedback is when the other coaches are in class to, um, to, give, um, to give me that feedback. Um, we are implementing, we wanted to leave it a month or so, um, but starting to implement the coach evaluations um, so that we can get more formal feedback, more formal evaluations where there's somebody specifically looking for certain things um, so we can provide, provide a better service. But um, yeah, first five weeks back, back in after four months, it, we just wanted it to be fun, find our feet again, get back to coaching, um, enjoying it and then we can start to you know hone those and develop those skills again a little bit more you know and, and that's a really important skill that you mentioned though the ability to realize when you're doing something wrong or that you shouldn't you know we call it conscience conscious incompetence meaning i'm aware that i'm doing something wrong and that's really the yeah. first like they say it's like the first step is admitting you have a problem you know this is often the first step too like okay now that I know I have the problem, let me be aware when I make that mistake because or else you never, you can't stop. So that, yeah. that's really good. And I'm sure you've come to the realization that no matter how much you think about it, you still do it as do I, but at least when you're aware of it, you kind of, it clicks to you. And then you, you probably avoid that in the subsequent classes that you're coaching. Yeah. How about, how about for your coaching staff? What's one area for them that you really noticed an improvement? Um, definitely they're saying and correcting is they now, you know, they take the time, things like calling reps, knowing what to look for. Um, yeah, they're, they're getting so much more. They're coming out buzzing because, you know, they're able to fix more, cue more, fix more. Um, and then when they get a win, you know, if someone's maybe unable to get a good front rack on a clean um, or a good receiving position, a few wee 
you know, cues and they get it. And maybe they've maybe, you know, been bashing their head against the wall for a couple of weeks, but then they have that breakthrough moment and then they're excited again. And, um, you know, now that they definitely haven't spoken to them about it, they feel so much more equipped um, to deal with these situations and to see, more equipped to see the, the faults. So it's definitely a huge improvement across the board watching them, you know, and getting some great feedback off the members as well, you know. So it's been really, really good, really beneficial for them. You mentioned feedback from your members. Are your members noticing and appreciating their improved coaching? Yeah, 100%, tenfold. Um, you know, I've had comments, you know, like, you know, had a great class at Jason last night or you know, whoever it was. Um, just, you know, getting that different cue. Maybe I'm not, you know, I've got my way backlog of cues and maybe something he said just resonated with them. And they've had, you know, as a member, they've struggled with the movement and they've had that wee breakthrough moment. Um, and yeah, you know, it's just, there's a really good vibe. Um, the guys can see, our members can see the hard work that they're putting in as well. Um, and I think it's just sort of taking that coaching to the next level. And, and as the owner, are, are you seeing it from a day-to-day perspective? You know, this is, especially the seeing part, we, we often say, you know, most coaches have decent presence and attitude. You don't get involved in this career path if you don't enjoy being around people, like people, et cetera. But are you seeing, I, I guess I should rephrase that, when you say they're getting better, especially in their seeing, as the owner, what are you seeing to notice the improvement in theirs? Well, I think it's um, how they they set up their, um, not the room, such, but how they work through their progressions. You know, we go through our specific warm-ups um, and things like they, they now call the reps and they're now confident of what they're looking for. They're looking for one thing and I can see that they're looking for one thing and then they're dealing with that fault and they're, they're putting blinkers on to other things that they're not wanting to see yet. You know, and they're fixing that. And um, you know, there's times they they miss things. Um, you know, like that's to be expected. But they're seeing more and more, and the more they see, the more the confidence they are to to give those cues. And um, you know, yeah, you can just see their confidence and their coaching come out a lot more. Like it's great. That is really really good to see. Um, and. I think they're just setting themselves up now to see those things and you, you can see how they're doing that. And, and it's really just awesome to notice coaches developing that confidence. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe that's what it comes down to, you know, being on these calls and getting questions answered and getting that feedback is helping them develop that confidence. And, and that's really awesome. What, what are the future plans for the box for you or the coaching staff? Um, for me, I'm currently the time the the stopwatch is running down on level three, so I'll have to get it sorted, booked, and and tackled. Um, and uh, as for the guys, one of the coaches, he's down for his level two. He's kind of super inspired by it all at the minute. Um, so he wants to develop further. Um, and in terms of the box. We are hopefully expanding um, in the not so distant future, uh, where we can double up our our size, um, 
and you know just a few things the pipeline crossfit kids we kind of have been planning on implementing but uh just due to the pandemic and how busy we've been we've just kind of put that in the back burner a little bit but um yeah just continue to grow uh, like I've said, I kind of set the challenge to our coaches to that we want to be known as the um, the box of the best coaching. Simple, you know, set our sights high, not worry about what anyone else is doing, and just coach people, give them a really good fun hour. Um, you know, at the same time, not bog them down with constant, constant queuing, but like coach them, make it enjoyable, make it fun. If they learn one thing or they get better at 1%, or they're 1% better at something, then that's the win for today. And um, they go home feeling happy, having a good workout. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's a, that's a great mentality. Like whether it's 1% better, or I always think I want everybody leaving with one nugget, kind of like you talked about with the yeah. podcast. If, if, you know, if you invest an hour and you get one really great thing in that hour, I, um, amongst many other things, the fitness, the community, the endorphins, or you're listening to this show and you get one thing, like you mentioned, the referral program or, you know, anything else, that's a big win. You know, I listen to podcasts as well. And if I get one thing, that's great. Talk to me about this level three, Sam. When are you going to sign up? Uh, <laughs> I actually was, um, I have to go and find my emails to see how I book the exam. I don't even know how, where I have to go for the exam in Northern Ireland. But um, yeah, I kind of booked it at the back end of last year. So you've got one year to set the, the exam. Um, and then I signed up with you guys and I've kind of not really thought about it for a, a little while. But um, yeah, I'm just buzzing, buzzing to, uh, to get it. To, to tackle it um it's pretty much all i do is read try and learn about crossfit and coaching and um pretty immersed in it so i'm hoping that'll carry me through um but yeah i listened to one of your podcasts with chuck Carswell, which says one of the most difficult things you'll do and it was about two days after i'd signed up and i was like no way um but, but yeah i'm excited to keep developing uh chuck has been hitting the head way more than most people. So, you know, it, it might've been a struggle for him, but I think you'll be just fine. So I, I have no doubt that a secondary benefit of all of affiliate university, but specifically the coach's development portion is that you're going to show up at your level three and probably be far more prepared than you realize or would have been without yeah. it. Because, you know, even just the idea that you're trying to develop and you're reading things and you're, you know, watching our videos and getting the feedback, that's all stuff that's going to make you, you know, that's going to prepare you very well for it. Denise Thomas was in our coaches development group and someone asked her, you know, why do people fail the level three? And, you know, she said it's because they, they stopped doing CrossFit. You know, they think this weightlifting program or this nutrition protocol is better when CrossFit lays it out for you. If you do fitness in 100 words and you know, you, you eat meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, and, and you do, you know, couplets and triplets, you're going to be fine. And I have no doubt you're going to be just fine in that level three. So I'm really excited to hear about that when you sign up. I'll get it booked. So, you know, you're in Ireland. Fern and I want to plan season two of dropping in. You know, all the original episodes are available on YouTube, but maybe 
we check out Ireland and uh, explore a little well, bit. I don't know yep. that Fern would come back. Fern might just, he'll either get arrested or you know he's just gonna party too much. He might just fall in love with the Irish community. I can see Fern sticking around there, but. We'll welcome him in, we'll welcome him in. Yeah. We'll take you a good chair on Miller Pubs. I have no doubt about that. Well, Sam, anything else? You're on the show. Big deal for you, big deal for the box. Anything else you wanted to add before yeah. we wrap up? Uh, no, just personally to thank you guys for, you know, the support and, and the knowledge bombs. Um, it's been great. Uh, like, such a good vibe in, in the gym. Like, you know, I think the members can see we're going the extra mile to make it even better for them. Um, and they're all pretty appreciative, appreciated, appreciative of it. So, um, yeah, um, I just highly recommend it to anyone thinking, thinking about I don't know on the fence, do it. It's definitely worth it. If anything, for the crack, the crack's good. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate it, Sam. And, you know, the feeling is mutual. I, I remember hopping on that first call with you, uh, you know, during the closure in Ireland and just thinking to myself, you know, this guy's going to really make a positive change at his box. I can tell you were motivated. I can tell you were doing things for the right reason and my intuition was not off um, and then when i got to know your coaching staff it only reassured me of everything i thought you have a you know a really tremendous coaching staff and i think it's important for you to recognize you know we talked about conscious incompetence you know realizing what you're doing well there's also this idea of unconscious competence unaware of what you're doing right and you know it's important as the box owner that you recognize the things you are doing right, you know, so you can do them, you know, repeatedly, you know, we are what we repeatedly do and, you know, yeah. excellence, you know, comes from that. So I think that's really great. And it's, it's, it's immediately noticeable when you talk to your staff. So congrats on that. Congrats on the 40 new members. And I want to be the first to congratulate you in advance on passing your level three, because I know once you sign up for that, you will. Thank so, you. Thanks well, again for coming on, Sam. Right. It's been a pleasure. I'll let you go. It's late in the evening in Ireland, but uh, I look forward to our next chat with the group and to continued success at, at Moira. No problem. Thank you. Cheers. So you never miss an episode of the podcast. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and on all major podcasting platforms at best hour of their day. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being a part of the best hour of our day. See you next time. You've heard me talk about it before, and I'm truly not joking. I'm being 100% genuine. I love Doc Spartan products. I use it every day. I talk about the Sex Panther beard bomb. That's literally what is in my beard right now, and I use all of the scrubs, my favorite being the coffee scrub, just in the shower, gives you the tingles, gives you the feels. I love it. And there's so many other great products. I use their deodorant. I've used their hand care when I've had tears. Just check them out. It's veteran owned, you know, guy that was in the military serving our country, Dale. I got to know him over the years and he's just a great dude. And I started buying his products and he reached out to me and said, hey, we want to support the show. And 
we appreciate it. And I just want you guys to not only support Doc Spartan and Dale, but also reap the benefits. If you want to be sexy like me, then you want to check out Doc Spartan products. 15% off with the code best hour. That's best hour for 15% off anything at their website, docspartan.com. Check out the coffee scrub and definitely check out the beard balm. And ladies, there's stuff for you too. So head on over to docspartan.com, use the code best hour and save 15%. You started your business to help others. Somewhere along the way, you lost the capability of doing it on your own. Imagine how much different your business would be with an extra $10,000. Would you pay your rent? Would you buy new equipment? Would you pay your coaches more? Would you pay yourself? What if you could do that and donate to others? We started our business to help you. Finally, a, a payment solution for the micro gym space. We are proud to introduce you to WheelPay, a platform that allows you to both save money and be generous. With giving partners like the Phoenix, the Navy SEAL Foundation, the Green Beret Project, and other charitable organizations, you can trust that your donations will make a massive difference in the lives of others. Saving has never been easier. Giving has never been easier. Pay better. Do better. We'll pay.